we really look at our most innovative customers as trailblazers. And obviously we see you guys as such. JQ, let's start with you. What's your reaction to that kind of a label? Sure. I think it's an honor and a privilege to be labeled with that title because I'm very proud to be part of an organization that leads the conversation and discussion on technology for the state of Arizona. Excited to be involved in the change. I'm very grateful to be part of a team that helps to drive the conversation and helping others adopt new technology. It's a great feeling. So if I'm being labeled as a trailblazer and part of my journey, I'll hold that with pride. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Doug, how about you? For me, honestly, it's just great to hear JQ answer the question in that way. (laughs) When I first joined the state, I had spent the last decade or so in the private sector, and I got very comfortable with the phrases, be great, change the world. All the things that I think are breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the tech space, when I brought that mentality to the business engineering team, it took a minute for that to really resonate. I think we have a lot of talented people in the state that just don't realize how big and how great their careers can be and how far their reach really is. We talk about it constantly within asset and within the business engineering team. You guys labeling us trailblazers and JQ and her team and really everyone getting highlighted for all the work that they're putting into this stuff and actually getting to see the results come out. That's huge. I think that's everything to me. I know that's everything to the leadership team that's here. We just want to continue to push the envelope and see where we can take it. If you've been sniffing around the high-tech space at all lately, you've probably heard this phrase, digital transformation. Digital transformation describes this, well, this phenomenon, really where someone solves a rather ordinary problem by applying technology to it in a creative way. Think hailing a cab versus opening a rideshare app. And like any phenomenon, this has changed the way organizations approach their business. Technology has become so much more foundational to any given mission. I mean, take that same ridesharing app example and now think of how many similar business models have sprung up around it. Things like bike sharing apps, um, retail subscription clubs, food delivery, and so on. Not to mention the new type of metrics, such as the number of app downloads and monthly average users, you know, things that we just didn't measure before. Everything from the hottest startups to now even more traditional, more global brands, if you will, are redefining how technology will play a role in the mission and with it redefining how a number of jobs will interact accordingly. I found a recent Forbes Insight study that I think captures this rather well. In this study, they said that today's CIO is more concerned with organizational strategy than he or she is with technological know-how. It goes on to say 40% of those surveyed said their most important job functions involved A, determining customer-facing solutions, B, developing new revenue streams, and then finally C, shepherding innovation into their companies. Forbes summed this up by saying one irony of the digital transformation movement sweeping through dozens of industries today is That while technology has never been more crucial to a business's success, thanks to the rise of IoT, machine learning, and AI, the talents needed to succeed as a CIO in 2018 aren't rooted as much in tech and IT expertise as they are in organizational leadership and strategic thinking. As this cascades down from the CIO to, say, staff-level employees, it creates this world that's, that's 
that's much more blended. You know, on the IT side, people used to roll up to a cost center and now those roles are considered to be much more mission critical, much closer to the revenue side of the business. My guests today are a perfect example of how this concept is playing out in state government and the kind of results that can come from embracing these trends. The Arizona Strategic Enterprise Technology Group, or ASSET for short, is responsible for developing a comprehensive statewide IT strategy and providing the enterprise-level services to go with it. In other words, ASSET is both a think tank and an enterprise-level executor, which is why I've been describing them to my team around here as a startup-style group within the state. They move from idea to execution quickly. I got a chance to sit down with Jennifer. Hi, my name is Jennifer Quintero. I'm the IT manager for business analysis. And Doug. Hi, I'm Doug Lang, state chief strategy officer. Both Jennifer and Doug have backgrounds that blend IT and business strategy. And they're putting those skill sets to work in an organization that's very focused on developing customer-facing solutions. They're a picture-perfect reflection of those Forbes findings I shared just a second ago. In part one of today's episode, Doug walks through the day-to-day of this government style startup environment. And then in part two, you'll hear more about the project management platform they built on our service cloud and community cloud products, as well as how they're using that to bring a customer-first strategy to life. This includes kind of a cool color spot as well. Jennifer runs a peer-to-peer committee that meets to share best practices on a regular basis. And finally, in part three, they will share those best practices with us. From design to user adoption, they have some great advice that serves as really powerful inspiration. This is Our Digital Nation. Our Digital Nation is brought to you by the FedRep-approved Salesforce Government Cloud. Give leadership, management, and employees the mobile, self-service, analytical tools they need to connect data, process, and people. Create a digital platform that puts the customer at the heart of the mission. So ASSET resides within the Department of Administration. Think of DOA as the corporate headquarters for the governor's office, primarily with an enterprise focus. So within ASSET, we provide two main functions, statewide IT leadership, and we are an enterprise shared services provider. Our goal is to find ways to leverage emerging technologies to bring solutions to the state that can make an impact enterprise-wide. When you talk about statewide IT leadership, Day-to-day in that world would really be what type of committees are we standing up from a thought leader's perspective? What strategic items are we starting to discuss to really take hold statewide where we want to be partnering with agencies, getting their take on things, figuring out what's working, what's not, and ultimately where we can improve? From an enterprise shared services provider perspective, No agency is required to consume our services, but ultimately we provide a set of services to a lot of the small and medium-sized organizations across the state. And in day-to-day looks like just ensuring those services are up and running and our customers are getting what they need. So I would say day-to-day activities within assets span from strategic through governance all the way down to very tactical and execution-related tasks. Okay. And Doug, when you mentioned in there that state agencies aren't necessarily required to work with you, that I believe from our prep work kind of plays into that federated state model. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really important call out for us. So within a federated model, every one of the 130 plus agencies, boards and commissions essentially have the ability to make decisions based on what they feel is best for their agency and their customer base. From one perspective, 
you essentially have 130 small businesses operating with the state, all with unique challenges in regards to how they support their customer base. This covers everything from bigger agencies most people are familiar with, such as the Department of Transportation and the Department of Revenue, Mm -hmm. to small boards, such as the Board of Barbers, where the focus primarily lies within licensing and compliance. I'm jumping in here real quick to highlight a subtlety in what Doug is saying. I don't want you to miss it. He mentioned a couple of things in particular. One, no agency is required to consume our services. And two, they have essentially 130 small businesses operating within the state. Those departments and agencies and (laughs) boards of barbers he mentioned. These boards demonstrate just how much of a business mindset the team has. They recognize that they have to market their services, so to speak, in order to stay relevant to a set of prospective customers. And of course, each of those customers comes with an independent set of goals and objectives. It's a very B2B mindset within Arizona state government, which tends to bring things like competitive service offerings, efficiencies, best practices, and more to the forefront. Our challenge is is to look at the state holistically and find different ways to leverage things like transformative technologies, public-private partnerships, and just general business best practices to help the state continue to evolve. And is that then what led you guys to a CRM on the cloud? It definitely was. I wanted to ensure we provided a customer-focused experience. In order for us to be successful, it was critical we begin to treat the agencies we support as our customers. And from a technology perspective, for us, that started with a CRM. When I think about where we were in the past a couple of years ago and where we are today, you know, some of the simplest Salesforce features really come to mind. in in terms of our success. So the fact that we can organize contacts, agency, and all of the activities on our agencies in one location, you know, that has really helped our team drive success. And we also use campaigns and opportunities to keep ourselves accountable and help drive our initiatives. Hmm. And the fact that we have two community portals integrated into our Salesforce platform with the ability to run analysis on the data entered by the agencies has been very helpful. And all of this has helped us evolve as a team and also improve our turnaround time from almost two weeks now. I recently organized the statewide Salesforce committee. And this committee consists of IT leadership across the state of Arizona from different agencies. You know, everyone that's involved in the committee has a Salesforce footprint. Okay. So we discuss best practices, vendors. We talk about our experiences, both good and bad. And so far, we've had some great feedback on the discussions we've had. And We're coming together and not only developing relationships with them, but also coming together to talk about solutions. Let's take a look at relationships. And that's obviously a big part of this model. When it comes to relationships on our team, on the business engineering team, we have a role specifically with a focus for customer relationships. It's the engagement manager role. And part of their role is to maintain and initiate relationships within the agencies. So if an agency has any questions on their technology, has any questions in direction, they can actually lean on the engagement managers for direction and get their questions answered. Our engagement managers, along with our team members, are all actively using our Salesforce solution, help driving our initiatives. We use opportunities to really help keep the focus organized in what we're discussing with the agencies. I'm jumping in here again with another quick highlight. You can hear just how focused Jennifer and team are on the customer. It's a perspective that they've applied across people, 
the engagement manager role, which she mentioned, and you'll hear a lot more about coming up in part three, uh, process, bringing together groups of subject matter experts to discuss projects and share best practices, helping everyone leapfrog that traditional learning curve, and technology, the CRM at the core of all of this. CRM was an opportunity for us to think differently and lead by example, uh, leveraging best of breed technologies, and not just best of breed, but enterprise class technologies, focusing on value over cost. I think overall, the world of IT has evolved dramatically. You know, from my perspective, the days of the measure of success for an IT leader being tied to how many servers they stood up or how big they grew their organization have passed. IT leaders simply don't get the ability to operate cost centers anymore. You know, nowadays it's all about optimization and scale and how are you providing value, right? And how do you leverage things like SaaS and PaaS? How do you approach strategic partnerships? These things can play a big role in, in helping any organization evolve. Overall, IT plays much more of a role in trying to enable the business to get out there and connect with their customers in a very digital driven era. For us, we absolutely have to understand the business side of the house in order to make that happen. Whether you're a small business or you're a Fortune 500 company, people are really finding that scale and that speed and really finding the different levers and ways into great customer experience. And at a certain level, they all tie back and technology plays a role in all of them. There aren't IT projects. There are only business projects that IT is a part of. We really try to live that every day and it frames it up properly for us to really get out there and try to help our customers. Jennifer mentioned the engagement manager role. When we first started that team, you know, I gave them a simple task and it was meet with three agencies per week. And I don't care who you talk to. I don't care what you talk to them about. Just go there and, and start meeting some people and learning about who they are and what their challenges are and what makes them tick. And over time, when they actually need something, they'll know who you are. They'll be able to associate a name with a face. They'll have somebody that they can rely on that they're more comfortable with that can actually help them and bring a solution to them that they might like and that they might leverage in order to move forward whatever it is that they're working on. And, and I think for us, relationship management and, and trust and inclusion and thought leadership are all part of the equation. I think in a federated model, Without trust, an enterprise-focused organization is going to be dead in the water. I don't care what your strategy is or what advice you are giving. Mm -hmm. Any great relationship starts with trust. What advice do you have for other departments or agencies that might be looking to stand up a similar model? And let's talk about that first from the technology side. I think for us, it's really about just being open for change. And I think in the public sector, especially, standing up servers comes with a cost. And that cost isn't just the cost of standing up the server. You have to perform maintenance on that server. You have to pay somebody to manage that server. And when you start looking at different ways that you can leverage emerging technologies, different ways that you can leverage cloud-based solutions, it starts to 
ease the pressure on a lot of those different things. And you can take a CRM, for example. I'm sure we have a state agency across the state of Arizona right now that has a custom-built CRM in, in some way, shape, or form. Well, from my perspective, our challenge to them is just think differently. Let a company like Salesforce worry about features and functionality within a CRM. Let a company like Salesforce worry about cyber and security and, and making sure that that system is protected. You start to gain so many efficiencies when you invest in partnerships as opposed to trying to just do everything yourself. And I think as more state agencies, as more organizations as a whole start to really embrace this, I think it's going to open up their mindset because what it's going to allow them to do is really just focus on their line of business and supporting their customer base and less about worrying about IT and how they're going to continue to manage to it with very limited budgets. Okay. Now let's take a look at that same question from the business side. What advice do you have as a business leader for other departments and agencies that might be looking to replicate your guys' model? So first and foremost, I would say be prepared to get really well versed in change management because it's going to be critical in anything that you do. I would say Second, and I just touched on this briefly, understand that in a digital world, the lines between how the public sector operates and how the private sector operates are really becoming one and the same. And that should be an empowering thing. There's so much knowledge out there today that can be leveraged. And I think from the business side of the house, you have a lot of business leaders that they're leveraging skills and experience, but they're also leveraging industry best practices and who's winning. And I think some of the challenges that Coca-Cola or Nike are facing mm -hmm. are very similar when it comes to trying to scale or trying to optimize that some of these state agencies are. If, if anything, these state agencies have to look at it from a little different angle just because they have to deal with talent and they have to deal with budget. But I think for us, there are three things we talk about pretty regularly within business engineering. It's the culture we foster, the speed at which we operate, and how are we enabling our customers to succeed? And if we can find wins in those three areas, we're having a pretty good week. One of the other best practices I really want to dive into is rollout. And I'm especially excited about this question because we hear a lot of conversation about what worked and what didn't work when it comes to the adoption and kind of the rollout process of a new application. I think it ends up being a lot bigger of a focus, quite frankly, than people maybe anticipate when they are going into such a project. But you guys seem to have really navigated that with a finesse and a smoothness. Jennifer, you in particular, would you mind answering this one? Because I believe this very much falls in your wheelhouse. Yeah, sure. You know, in the past, our agencies, they adopted the mindset of manual processes and submitting things through macro enabled spreadsheets. and waiting for answers through email and back and forth communications through email. So it was important in our rollout that we kept our agencies involved. We wanted to understand what was important to our customers during our rollout. We wanted to know what their customer journey looks like. So we found that holding multiple sessions and giving the agencies a quick look and feel of our solution helped really drive the success as we rolled out to statewide on our solution. 
It allowed the agencies to ask questions that were important to them and important to their agencies amongst their peers and amongst other users. So it really helped bridge the gap between what we were rolling out and what they were used to. And in return, you know, we gathered a lot of good feedback and valuable feedback from the agencies that would help us with possible future enhancements as well. Okay. So very much eliminating that square peg, round hole conundrum, if you will. Yes. If you want to learn more about assets experience with the cloud, visit sfdc.co forward slash asset. That's sfdc.co forward slash Alpha Sierra Echo Tango. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Our Digital Nation. To learn more about the trends and technology behind the discussion, visit us at salesforce.com forward slash industries forward slash government or follow us on Twitter at Salesforce GOV.